Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now, when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Hey, for 25 years, people have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern, Big hello if we've got any new Twitch homies listening here today. Twitch.tv slash F4W video, the only way to listen today. Although we will have replays all over the place, of course. But uh, welcome, everybody. What a time you're going to have in this chat here today. we got a lot to get into. It is Thursday. And you know what that means? we got AW from Wednesday night to talk about. We have NXT ratings to get into. We have got Tony Khan. Talking about the day of the week that the show airs and whether they'd be open to moving it. And if you listen to the Filthy Four Daily Show on a Monday, you should be well aware that tonight, Filthy Tom Lawler fights for the PFL. Check your local listings, everybody. I got YouTube TV, so I just type in PFL and it comes up and I hit the plus button and it records. But it's on ESPN2 or, or something like that. I'll get it during the break here. But support Filthy Tom tonight. First match in a tournament, and if he wins this tournament, Filthy Tom Lawler will be the Million Dollar Man. That's right. The winner of this tournament wins $1 million. So Tom fighting for a million bucks. That is tonight for the PFL. So we can talk about all of those things today. Mickey James also talked about the trash bag incident. We can tell you about that and uh, much more. If you would like to join us for the program here today, we have no guest. The phone number, well, I'll give you that later. I don't want you to call yet. Text message is first, 425-780-7566 is the phone number. That is 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com is the email address. And you are welcome to tweet us at Brian Alvarez. Back in a moment with more. Everyone, Wrestling Observer Live. Right 
now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Pick up five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil for $28.95 and get a $10 O'Reilly gift card after mail-in rebate. You can even order at O'ReillyAuto.com and we'll deliver it curbside. Protect your engine from sludge and wear at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You may meet in an office or on a video chat. Your commute might now be measured in feet, not miles. How you do business may have changed, but Staples will always have everything you need, like ink and toner, webcams, and networking accessories. Right now, earn 40% back in rewards when you buy any two ink or toner cartridges. Shop in-store, online, or pick up curbside. And save big at Staples. Ends 1017. While supplies last, exclusions apply. For details, visit staples.com slash 40 in rewards. Curbside available in most stores. I'm Ron Barr. All my life, I've been active, playing tennis, pickup basketball, cycling, and swimming. But let me tell you, as I've gotten older, my body now tells me when enough is enough and I've done too much. Did you know 100 million Americans suffer from ongoing pain due to aging, exercise, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living? I want to recommend Relief Factor to you. Relief Factor can help all those body parts that are hurting, sore, such as neck and shoulder, back, hip, or knee, or just general muscle aches and pains. Here's what I recommend. Go to relieffactor.com to find out more. And Relief Factor has something special for the Sports Byline USA Network listeners. You can get their three-week quick start program for just $19.95. That's only 95 cents a day. So give them a call at 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. Or check it out at relieffactor.com. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. <laughs> You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Oh, my Lord. Nothing like new folks on the stream that don't have any idea what's going on. Uh Why is the show not on right now? Well, my friend, because we're on the radio and there's these things called commercials. So if you're watching on Twitch, you're not going to listen to the commercials. It's just going to not be airing during that period. So maybe the rest of these homies can smarten these blokes up. So NXT numbers. In fact, it was down for that show on Wednesday, although not that much. 744,000 viewers on USA, down 11%. 
Lowest number they've done since April, including the week where TakeOver went head-to-head with AEW. Finished 11th on cable, .22 rating, which is only down from a .23 last week. So in 18-49, the show did roughly the same. 18-34 to 34 was up from the previous week. Everything else either stayed the same or went down. Sixth overall on cable with men 18-49. to 49. Numbers in the individual categories. Uh, there's a bunch of them here. Year over year, it was up 16.8%, which of course it should be. There's no uh, competition. And it was up 37% in 18-49. to 49. That is in comparison to a year ago when they were going head-to-head with Dynamite. So obviously the big question today is how AEW is going to do. I thought it was a very good show last night. Very good build towards the Blood and Guts show, which is next week. The challenge is no longer on. However, the president was all over the place last night on a million different cable channels. We will see if this had a major effect on AEW or not. Last week, it was looking like there was a chance that AEW could finish number one on cable because they were number two behind only the challenge, and it was the last week of the challenge. Now... We're going to have to see how the news programs do for Wednesday night and how AEW does overall. They have traditionally been affected more than NXT by the real world. If there's a major news story, elections, whatever, it always affected AEW more than it affected NXT. So I believe that the show is still going to do over 1 million viewers, but I guess we'll see what it does this week. Any predictions, Mike? I think he whiffed last week. <laughs> I did, but you know, I said it was going to be in the upper 900s, and it ended up being in the you know the the low millions there. I don't know if it drops too much. Uh, I know some of the scuttlebutt coming out of the speech was it drew 11.6 million people at nine o'clock, which you know is apparently down significantly from from past speeches. So I don't know if, if it really is going to matter at all. I'll put them at the same number as last week you know i'll put them at at pretty much the same thing low millions again again though if it falls into the upper 900s it's not the end of the world and and when it comes to nxt and their rating i don't know where their women 12 to 34 went or their olds because that's those are the two categories they were down most significantly but you know, 744,000, you know, he can't keep dropping, but if they can rebound back into the 750s and, and up into the 800s again, I mean, that's what they need to do. It wasn't a bad show. I didn't think NXT was a bad show, but it misses that spark that AEW has. AEW oftentimes has way too much going on. In fact, every time they have way too much going on, but you get the feeling that you may miss something if you don't see the show and that you're kind of excited to always see something and i don't think that nxt has that even though they have a solid show right now and they are moving some things forward whether you like them or not is a different story but there are some things to like like legato and Kushida, or phantasmo and Kushida, and uh swerve and, and leon ruff and i like the way they repositioned leon ruff so there are good things on both shows but obviously these numbers are what everybody likes to talk about the day after so they can't keep dropping or they're going to have to hear it from all the fans who want to plant their flags on both sides you know i have to say here that i watched that AEW show last night and there was a lot of stuff happening 
They do a lot of stuff on their show, and uh, 90% of it actually leads to matches, so I'm, I'm not complaining. But it was funny. If you just imagine that you're a random person, which of course for me is very difficult, but if you imagine you're just a random person and you're watching these two shows and you watch Raw on Monday and then you watch AEW on Wednesday, if I was just a random person that didn't know anything, I would be like, how come AEW has like four times the number of people under contract that WWE does? I watch that show, and there's like a million people on the show, and I watch Raw, and there's like the same people wrestling in three different matches on the show. It is, it, I mean, and the funny thing is, WWE actually has way more people under contract, but you would never know that if you were just a normal person watching the show. It's, it's amazing how few people work on Raw and SmackDown. We see the same matches. The same matches over and over again. Dave was uh, doing the Raw ratings recap last night, and he was talking about how, uh, you know, it was low first hour, and that was unusual, and he's talking about all of this and that, and then in the ratings report he wrote, it was like, there was no explanation on television for the low first hour. And I thought, you know, I got an explanation. How about they had one match announced, and it was the same match we saw the week prior. That was literally the only thing they had announced for the show was a rematch of a match the week prior that ended via disqualification. No wonder nobody tuned in. So anyway, yes, I'm, I'm looking for a happy medium. I don't need to see 85 people on a two-hour AEW show, but I also don't need to see the same people wrestling three matches on a Raw show Monday because it seems like you only have 25 human beings on your entire roster. That's what I got out of this. This shouldn't be that difficult, should it? On either side, to be honest with you. Should it be that difficult? Especially on WWE side. It's cr it's absolutely maddening to me. And NXT does bring in different people, but it's, you know, SmackDown's a better show. But they still suffer from the same issues oftentimes as Raw does. And they're at least two-hour shows. Raw's three hours. There is no reason that you cannot fit these people in there. And conversely, when it comes to AEW, when you have so much programming and you have, you know, when it comes to at least the, the streaming stuff with Elevation and Dark, there is a way to temper your hand a little bit when it comes to Wednesday nights because I do think too much goes on. And I understand that most of it, most of it does lead to something, but still it, it, it's... I understand the idea that those shows from WWE don't elicit any excitement. They don't elicit any buzz. We want to be the show where a lot of stuff is going on. And I understand that this generation can take in its content at a much more rapid pace and does not necessarily all the time have the same type of, of uh, you know, patience when it comes to, you know, writing out stories and things like that. They like them in a lot quicker fashion. They like them in a little bit of a different form, but Again, like you mentioned, there's a happy medium here where you can t temper it back, you can dial it back a little bit, and actually get just as much accomplished. It drives things home even further. One of these fellows here said, well, you know, it's easier to have a full roster when everyone isn't out with COVID. Listen, sometimes that is why there is nobody on Raw and SmackDown. Sometimes there is an outbreak and a whole bunch of people are not available. But that is not the case this week. 
There was no outbreak this week, and everybody was available, but they keep just using the same guys over and over and over again. And, I mean, to be fair, kind of, I mean, the last two weeks, they did way better than I expected. And so maybe they just concluded, man, we did better than expected with, like, the same 30 people on the show. Let's just keep doing it. Which, I mean, that stopped working because you can only watch a three-hour rerun so many times before you're like, bro, I've seen this match before. I don't need to see it again. Let's let's get some... You know how I many people are working main event that you never even see on Raw and SmackDown? Like, why can't they work on Raw? Is it that bad to have a Ricochet versus Ali match on Raw? Back in a moment. Observer Live. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, my heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time 
time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. At least I know that our 12 to 34 audience is large based on the fact that they do not understand what commercial breaks are during a program. Welcome back from the commercial break, everybody. Now we can continue with the program for the next 12 minutes before the next commercial break, which will be approximately three to four minutes long, at which point we will return for a 14-minute segment before we go to another commercial break. Just want to give everyone the uh, lineup for the show. Do you want to explain terrestrial radio to them? No, come on. We don't have time. sure? But I would like to talk about this uh, Tony Khan interview commented on the recent deal between NHL and Turner Sports, how the deal may have an effect on AEW's time slot. Said on Busted Open, Wednesday night on TNT was their home, but they would consider moving it if it was a good deal for both the company and the fans. He says, I'm thrilled with our partnership. I know Wednesday night is our time slot in our home, lifeblood of our company, primary revenue source. It's the way most fans get exposed to AEW and see our shows. Tonight and every night that we do Dynamite for a lot of wrestling fans is a very important night of the week. I want everyone to rest assured that they're not going to have to worry about these kinds of major... He says, we have a contract for over two and a half years left for Wednesday nights. If there was ever an opportunity to move or if there was a deal to be had, I would consider it. I think it is abundantly clear that it is best for all wrestling shows to be unopposed by wrestling shows at least wrestling shows on national television. So I would think that if something happened and they could not run on Wednesdays, their best bet would be to move to Thursdays. Not Tuesday versus NXT, not Friday versus SmackDown, not Monday versus Raw, Thursday. But who knows? It may not even be an issue. We don't know where all of these games are going to air. They could be primarily on TBS. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, that's the thing is they're not even sure how they're going to hash everything out between TBS and TNT. Uh, One thing Tony Khan said about the contract remaining on Wednesday, it's the TV business. You know, if something bigger, if something comes along, then he can say everything he wants about his show. But if something takes priority in TV, something's going to take priority. But also when it comes to the NHL deal and it comes to what TNT is trying to put together as they went from drama to more of a you know, a, a wide net when it comes to entertainment is they have a nice lineup if they are to move Hockey Night in Canada, say it comes on to TNT, to a different night. It's not like Wednesday's been the night for NBC for years and there's Scotiabank uh, Hockey Night up in, in Canada as well too, Wednesday Night Hockey, but that doesn't mean it has to be on Wednesday nights. They can move it to Monday. 
they could move it to to Friday. It's just Tuesday and Thursday. The NBA are going to take a priority on that channel. So maybe we get a game that's, you know, America's game on TNT and America's game on TBS, and they just try to tie it together. There's a lot of moving parts to this that probably are going to take a couple years to, to kind of lay everything out. But when it comes to the demographic and what they can get out of AEW, you probably don't want to play with that one too much, especially moving it to Monday night or even to Friday night, which is just... To me, SmackDown can work because it's on network TV, but I'm just not a big fan of, of Friday Night Wrestling. I think it, it does dampen things when you do have, you know, kids between the ages of 18 to, you know, 34, 39, 40 years old that want to go out on Friday and Saturday nights. So a couple of notes from the AEW show last night. They did a big upset in the opener where the number one contender, Hangman Page, was destroyed and beaten clean in the middle by Brian Cage. So I do not think at this point that Hangman Page is is headlining the uh, May pay-per-view, but no, I think I, they're I, they're holding it off. And that that's was the great. Way to do it. I thought that was great. Everything worked about that segment. You got you know, Adam Page out of the number one contendership because he lost. You have Brian Cage kind of sliding into that role. You had a clear loss for Adam Page that you can explain away later on because he was attacked before the bell. But at the end of the day, he was beaten clean by Cage, who's been on a roll. Like Everything about that I thought worked, including the fact that it only went six minutes, which means later on you are going to want more. Not only do you have these built-in excuses to have that rematch, frankly, I do want to see more out of those two guys more than just six minutes. So I, that was a really good way to start the show, and it may have been deflating to a big Adam Page fan out there, but I thought that clicked on a lot of different levels for them. Now we got people saying, well, it wasn't clean. He was jumped before the match. Bro, he was jumped Jesus. before the match. He made a giant comeback, yeah. although it was like 5% of the match. He was hit with five straight moves in a row, and he was pinned in the middle of the ring. That's clean. What kind of baby faces do you people want where they never come back from anything? They never come back from any sort of evil to fight back. And yes, they lose clean after being cheated against and, and, and having these things happen to them. For heaven's sakes, I can't believe anybody would argue that. But then again, it is the Internet. All right, let's get through the show. Young Bucks versus Seidel Brothers. The Young Bucks won. And afterwards, we had Daniel and Kazarian come out. And they announced that they were the number one contenders... And they wanted to beat the Young Bucks for the tag titles. We're the number one contenders, they said. Which led to the announcement that next week they will be in a number one contender match. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to tie this out for longer. But I thought this was dumb in the fact that if you beat the champions in a non-title match, then you get a title shot. You didn't need a title for this match. Well, a contender's match. You're facing the champions. If you beat them, you're the number one contender and or you get a shot. It shouldn't be that difficult. They didn't need a tagline for this. We had Orange Cassidy beating Penta after Alex Abrahantes attempted to interfere, but the the heels were foiled and Penta got hit with a Superman punch with Alex Abrahantes' mic and he was pinned. And uh, they got their just desserts. Britt Baker wants Akaru Shida, which is happening, I'm sure, very soon. We had the Inner Circle Pinnacle Parlay, which everybody that <laughs> talked, which was everybody except Wardlow and Hager, everybody that talked hit a home run. Yeah. I can't say it was everybody's best promo of their careers, but it was like everybody cut a fantastic promo. And when this was over, how can you not be excited for next week? The big announcement was that Sammy 
volunteered to give the heels the man advantage and to start the match and fight everybody. So the storyline is he's young and dumb. Or there may be more to it. I guess we shall wait and see. But uh, that's going to be a big show next week. And they did announce, I don't know what's going to be like in the building, but on television it is not a one-match show. They've announced several matches we'll get to here in a moment. We had Eddie Kingston going up against Nakazawa, but Callus and Omega came out, and they had a big schmoz, and at the end of the day, Moxley attacked Omega. They threatened to break his leg until Don Callis agreed. Kenny and Nakazawa versus Kingston and Moxley for next week. I'm sure Omega's going to get pinned by somebody, leading to the pay-per-view coming up at the end of May. Where were the Bucks and the brothers? I don't know. They're probably in their bus. I guess. We had enough people running in, bro. Oh, Penelope Ford versus Chris, uh, Chris Statlander. Statlander won. Kip was out there, but Miro was not, at least yet. Nightmare Factory versus Nightmare Family ended with QT getting the pin, and they did a big schmoz with 85 guys afterwards that is leading to Cody versus QT Marshall next week, Kenny and Nakazawa versus Moxley and Kingston, Britt Baker in action, a four-way number one contenders match with the number one contenders, and blood and guts. So that is next week's show. It will not be a two-hour War Games match. I thought Cody just wanted to show off that bus, didn't he? Well, hey, cool, cool looking spot though with him on top of it with QT. I did like that, but it's like, man, is this an advertisement for Cody's bus or what? But I, you know, one of well, the hold on, I, we got two more very quickly. Oh god, this idiot Kip shows up. He walks into Miro's locker room saying, "I don't know what everyone's worried about." Well, his dummy got the hell beat out of him. He was smashed and brutalized. I was mildly disappointed. I expected a worse and more vicious beating. But he definitely got a solid beating at the hands of Miro, so that's that's the end of them. And then Darby Allen, 10 for the TNT title. Thought they had a very solid match. 10 is still green, but they worked the match great. Darby Allen sells great. He uh, got the pin, reversing the full Nelson, and then they hugged afterwards and held up the Brody Lee armband. And then after the Dark Order left, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky jumped Darby and Sting, laid them both out. So we'll see what combination of... Darby, Sting, Lance Archer, we get in some sort of match coming up soon. That's your AEW show, everyone. I thought it was a very good show. I thought it was, too, and I would like the idea. One of the things I wish they kind of did at the beginning with War Games was you can announce some things as well as have or blood and guts. You can announce some things and then just not get to them old school style. That's kind of one thing I kind of hope that they do where they announce some of these matches, but you don't know when, when War Games is going to end. It could end immediately after the 10th person goes in there and we get a submission or a pin or whatever, or it could go for all two hours because these men are just killing each other the whole time and are, are, are trying to do it that way. I, I kind of wish they go in that direction where – we don't know exactly what we're going to see next week, but we know we're going to see war games. You know, from there, we're not sure. And if we, hey, if we go off the air, we're out of time. We don't have a chance to show you these other matches we have planned. You're either going to see them next week or you'll see them on darker elevation. Not, not the worst idea in the world. And, yes, they did announce it is official. Official. Not official. It's official. May 12th, John Moxley versus Yuji Nagata for the IWGP United States title on AEW Dynamite. They did that for me. That match sounds fantastic. By the way, and you know that's Hall of Famer Eugene Nagata. It is a Hall of Famer there. 
And, uh, you know, John Moxley had challenged Yuji Nagata a while ago. So, if you guys remember, it was, like, very random that John Moxley just decided, I want to face Yuji Nagata. I mean, it was awesome, but it was random. Like, of all people, why Yuji Nagata? Well, apparently it's because they're going to get Yuji Nagata. So, there you go. Back in a moment with your feedback, my friends. Wrestling Observer Live. If you owe the IRS back taxes, don't worry. There's a bright side. The experts at brightsidetaxrelief.com will protect you from having your wages garnished, money deducted from your bank account, and your home or business seized. Brightsidetaxrelief.com will fight the IRS and negotiate to reduce or eliminate the amount you owe. Visit brightsidetaxrelief.com or call 800-730-4313. That's 800-730-4313. The consultation is free. Go to brightsidetaxrelief.com now. Time for your small business report presented by Dell Small Business. As a business owner, you've got a lot of decisions to make. You're the one responsible for your company's ultimate success or failure. You're the one all of your employees look to for direction. And you're the one that has to see the big picture to know what moves to make next. But don't get so caught up in feeling accomplished by getting work done and those to-do items checked off that you forget to check in with yourself. Every week, take 30 minutes to have a meeting with yourself as the chief strategist of your business and make sure you're still headed in the right direction rather than just accomplishing a list of tasks. And that's your Dell Small Business Report. What do you get when you talk to a Dell Technologies advisor? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You get someone who understands there's an art to listening. Mm -hmm. Sure. Who's able to hear more than what's being said and can provide tailored mm -hmm. small business solutions that make you feel okay. truly heard. I understand. Let's get started. For advice on everything from laptops to the cloud and solutions powered by Intel V Pro Platform, Call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. Eight hundred seven six zero one eight four five. That's eight hundred seven six zero eighteen forty five. All right, is that a Q two or a Q three expense? Dwayne's CPA went MIA. To keep his books and his sanity, he needs to find a replacement ASAP. Hey Johnny, have you ever heard of a fungible good? Indeed can help him hire the people he needs. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. When you sponsor a job, you immediately get your short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. Visit Indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. 
Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. We'll go to the feedback here in a moment. But first off, Mickey James did an interview regarding this uh, whole trash bag incident. I don't know if you guys heard about it or not. I think I could say this. It's called the Grown Ass Women Podcast. Some grown ass women. Not making that up. She says, I kept feeling these things of, we want you to retire. We want you to be an agent. It was what they wanted. It wasn't that I wasn't grateful for those opportunities, but at the same time, I see the agents and what they have to deal with and go through. They don't get any of the praise or the thanks that they ever deserve. They have to deal with a lot of crap. I don't know if I could personally handle that. I'm just disappointed as a whole with being made to feel old, with Depends and a walker and the whole ageism thing. She's 41, by the way. That was the average age of every man in the Elimination Chamber match. They're all main eventers. Meanwhile, Mickey James is told, you're too old. She had one time pitched an idea for an all-female brand, only to be rejected, with someone telling her that an, uh, that an idea like that does not make money. There was this moment where I said, what if we do an all-female brand? I could lead up that and have an awesome team of women we have the talent tools and facilities we have everything we need it would really help all the girls who aren't getting television time i swear to you she said i can't say what she actually said there so one person says to me they're never going to do it ever women's wrestling doesn't make money evolution was the lowest rated pay-per-view ever in wwe i get what you're trying to do but i don't understand why you're fighting so hard for it you should play the cards you're dealt and see if there's a way to incorporate that within a show rather than fight for it to be its own show. Before we go any further, I do want to say a few things here. First off, this person here that told them that line, which I'm sure everybody heard and thought, oh, what a heel. Let me read the line again. I get what you're trying to do. I don't understand why you're fighting so hard for it. You should play the cards you're dealt and see if there's a way to incorporate that within a show, et cetera, et cetera. A normal person hearing that probably thinks, man, what a jerk to say that to Mickey James. But, but, I have heard things like that from people in WWE before. And believe it or not, it is in, they believe that it is in the best interests of the talent. I'm going to tell you why. Because, you see these people on WWE, and let's take Riddle, for example. Riddle's out there. They make him act like an idiot. He rides that dumb scooter all over the place. He he gets mocked by the other baby faces. Like, when you watch this, like, what, this is the worst possible role for this guy. Like, And I'm not defending the role, okay? But there are others in WWE who are dealt what you would consider a bad hand. And those people are vocal about it. Whether it's on Twitter or it's on a podcast or whatever. And they're very outspoken about it. And you ever know what happens to those people that are outspoken and they fight for things? For the most part, you never see them again. They end up on main event. They end up doing absolutely nothing. Whereas Riddle, who shows up at work and he never complains... And he says, what am I doing today? And he doesn't rock the boat. Well, whatever you think of the gimmick, the guy's on TV every week. And now he's doing a program with Randy Orton. Okay? So even though what this person says sounds like, man, what a terrible thing to say to Mickey James. 
I'm pretty sure that in that person's mind, they were like, if you just don't rock the boat and you just do what you're told, there's a chance that you may actually get to do do something. But if you complain about it and you try to push for something, it's never going to work out for you. And that's true in WWE. Write it out. Look for a hole to punch through. That's what they're saying. She also, but, yes. Good. No good. Uh, she also, as far as like agenting goes, and uh, we want you to be an agent and everything like that. I mean, it is it is a tough job. I will just say that. Now, the rest of it here, she says, we missed out on a lot of moments. Whether it was me tying Trisha's record and Charlotte, or me beating the or the Chelsea Green angle, et cetera, et cetera. I pitched angles for Liv. I love Liv and. The trash bag incident, she says that Mark Carano, his release, she emphasized, she empath- emphasized with him. I don't think that's the right word. Empathize, I think is what they were trying to say. Yes. But uh, she doesn't feel too bad. She also mentioned that she had received her gear back the same way 10 years ago when she was first released from WWE. She says, I empathize with Mark, feel bad that he's taking the full brunt. It sucks. But I guarantee his pension package is probably more than what I got paid in my entire last run with WWE. So I don't feel that bad. The thing with Mickey, and she kind of mentions it here, this whole age thing. Do you guys remember when Mickey was having those matches right before they took her off television? She was like one of the best workers they had. And if you recall, there was one match where they stopped the match because I guess the referee thought that she had been knocked out or something like that. But if you watch the match, like she clearly hadn't. She was just selling really well. And so the guy stops the match. It's like... That is what led to them wanting her to take her off television, I guess, because they thought she was too old. Old? What? Brother, I'd rather watch 100 matches with Mickey James than another match with Lana and Naomi having the same match for the 50th time with Nia and Shayna, and it's horrible. Anyway, what can you do? I have nothing to add to that. I think you just said it all right there. She said it all right there, so... It's amazing. Amazing they couldn't find a place for Mickey James. Take what back, TV. Eddie? What do you want me to take back? What do you want me to take back, Eddie? I'm going to give him a couple seconds here to, to type. Okay? Oh, he says he's joking. Well, get out of here then. Well, what did he say? I don't know. Let's go to the phones. He was mad at me about something, and then he backtracked. Come on, Eddie. What do you think this is? The Thunderdome? Let's go to the phones. Jamestown, you're on the air. What's going on? Hey, um, this is kind of on topic about the uh, <clears throat> Roddy Piper documentary, but I remember um, in, like, 1997 in WCW when he was uh, doing that program with Hulk Hogan, and there was this really weird angle about a fan coming out of the crowd and giving the uh, uh, Shivani, and I can't remember who it was, I think it was Zabisco at the time, like a, uh, a tape about Roddy Piper's uh, music video. And in the music video, it showed, like, the date of the future match with Hulk Hogan. And I remember watching that back not too long ago and being really confused. Like, I have no idea. Was was that real? Was that fake? I have no clue. And I, well, I'm I, sorry I, to waste your time with a weird question no, like that's okay. that. But... I, I don't think it was Nostradamus. So my my guess would be that it was, a, it was part of the angle. But why it was part of the angle... I mean, bro, you watch WCW. You're talking about it right now. I watch a thousand things where I don't know what what's going on half the time when I watch that Nitro show. I wish I could tell you more, but it's probably some idea that Roddy had, and they went with it, and then they forgot about it, and that's how things go. I don't even remember that. And I watched all those Nitros like three years ago. Well, I guess I watched them over the course of six years, seven years ago. 
Long time now. It was a Your hair is growing back fast, by the way. Yeah, it is. Looks good. Thanks, Mike. Look tan, too. Well, I've been out in the sunshine. It's actually sunny around here. Port's Mouth, you're on the air. What's going on? The Brandon from Port's Mouth, or really Virginia Beach, but Port's Mouth is just right around the corner, so it's all good. Um, Seven. Hey, uh, so, you know, it's funny, you, you brought up Mickey James, and I remember in that match, like, she stuck her, it looked like she stuck her hands in the air and was, like, looking at the ref as if, what are you doing? I'm fine. She was. Then, That's what happened. Like, that was, like, the last. It was so weird. It was like, tacked on. But, um, hey, I wouldn't say with AEW, one thing I really, really like what they do, they make that TNT title seem so important. Like, they put it in the main event so many times. And, you know, I'm not trying to make this like a comparison to WWE, but it is something where it's like, that's what you need to do with those secondary titles and other titles. You need to put them in positions like that. So you think, wow, this is a big match. This build up to be something big, and, hey, maybe there'll be a title change. So, I really like how they do that in AW. So thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I want to thank you very much for the call. I, I, I didn't have the energy to argue with Dave over this last night, but when he was talking about Johnny Gargano and the oh god and the uh, North oh. American title and he's trying to defend Johnny being champion and he's like, oh, it makes the belt more important. He rarely ever wrestles. I'm like, he barely ever wrestles because he's always doing dumb comedy. And then, like, I see Darby wrestle every week and it's like, I don't feel the title is less important because Darby is wrestling every week. He's out there every week. He's doing main events, even wrestling 10. It's like that title means so much more to me than this North American title does because the champion is portrayed as a serious fighting champion and he wrestles every week and he's not a joke. And and meanwhile, Gargano is like all comedy, but then like he gets serious for a takeover and then it's all comedy again. I mean, I don't even know how I don't get it. Put that, putting that North American title on a guy who's like a badass is going to wrestle every week. Maybe face or heel, I don't care. I don't care. But I want a wrestler to have the wrestling belt and then have wrestling matches. Between that conversation and you guys bantering back and forth over the one-match show, it was ready for the Sandman to come out there, either the one from Showtime at the Apollo with the hook or one with a kendo stick to beat both of you. Well, sometimes things happen, Mike. And then I give up. Text messages here. With AEW getting a second show, where does it go? Monday, Tuesday, and Friday have WWE. Thursday is Impact. And weekends are football for half the year. Plus now, small chance Dynamite might move. How would you lay it out? Well, if 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 Dynamite does not have to move, like I think I would do Dynamite on Wednesday and the next one-hour show on Thursday. Just back-to-back them. I mean... You know, Mike was talking about he doesn't want to see a show on Friday because, like, kids want to go out on Friday and Saturday. And, uh, I mean, kids do like to go out on Friday and Saturday. But at the same time, one of the most famous time slots of all time was 6.05 Saturday. And that was back before you had a DVR or a VCR, unless you were Dave. This guy's talking about I'd be at the beach and he'd race home from hanging out with chicks at the beach because he had to watch his wrestling at 6.05 on Saturday night. Different era, dude. The point is, (laughs) you establish a time slot. Dude, Mike, you know what used to do really well on Saturday night was TNA when they had that Saturday night time slot. They did really good on Saturday nights. So you just got to establish a time slot. And it, they don't have to be home. They got a DVR or whatever. Well, they can sit at the beach with their friends and, like, watch it on their phone. All sorts of things you can do. There, 
But I would to not me, put it up against NXT, Raw, or SmackDown. I'm sick yeah, of head-to-head. Head. But the, and the problem with that is, okay, you don't want to put it up against them, then you're going to put it up against something else that may actually cause even more damage to you. So it, who's to say that with everything now that has shaken out, with, with the NHL now coming over, which seemed to be, it seemed to be a last couple of weeks push for TNT to overtake NBC and Fox in talking about this, Maybe the second show ends up on TBS. Why not? You know, we don't know exactly what's going to happen because at some point you're going to run out of prime time. And well, it doesn't matter what, this, what station it's on. It's the day and time. Well, and I, there's a lot of people that, you know, well, the, I want it to be a lead-in. You know, you can have a lead-in of hockey going into AEW. If I'm AEW, I don't want that. I know hockey traditionally starts East Coast 7 o'clock. You can get games over by a certain time. To me, I don't even want to bother with that and have any of the headaches that come from overtime or any of that sort of stuff. So if you're going to have a deal with the second show, why not have it on TBS? It doesn't matter either way. TNT, TBS, as long as it's a prominent spot on the Turner Networks, it should be all good. I think this guy's being sarcastic, but I'm going to – I am gonna. Uh, uh, I was going to say target, but that's a bad word to use. He says, my takeaway from this, AEW needs to desperately learn from TNA. Yes, my friend, if you are a peanut brain, on the surface that sounds crazy. Why would AEW need to learn from TNA? But let me tell you something, my friend. If you want to be a success, you learn from successes. Even if those successes came to companies that were failures. TNA made a lot of mistakes, but they did well on Saturdays. And if they did well on Saturdays, then maybe you can think about Saturdays because historically we have seen it work. Back in a moment, Observer Live. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. 
800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Uh, Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. You seemed unsure about that. Well, I, I'm going to just... I know people hate this. I don't know why I even bother, but... This person says, what do you think about Moxley challenging Nick Gage at spring break? It's awesome, and it's actually more awesome than people think. But they'll find out about that later. Mm. How's that for vague? I like that. I don't believe for a second that Kingston will beat Omega for the title, so I hope they don't try to sell a pay-per-view on the idea. I don't want to see Moxley again unless his U.S. title is also on the line. Wow. Well, you know what I'd like to see? His Kenny Omega versus Eddie Kingston. I think that would be great. I just want to see John Moxley, Eugene Nagata first. I can't not tell you how this works on every level because we're going to run out of time. But this works on every level for everybody, and it's fantastic, and I love it. And first time since 1998, Tony Schiavone gets to call another Eugene Nagata match without Sonny Ono. Well, we don't know that Sonny Ono won't be there. Actually, with yeah, with Bischoff and, and everything I mean, around, I mean, it's very. We possible. might have Bischoff and Sonny Ono and Muda. Muda might show up even. You never know what could happen there. It's the part of AEW. You never know what could happen. Does Miro just go to Dynamite shows just to work out in the back? Yeah. Why not? Everybody's there. Everybody's always there for the taping. That's the storyline. Sometimes they're in the crowd. Sometimes they're getting ready for a match on a taping. I mean, that's hardly. Miro told Kip, I forgive you. Good talk. So it's possible that could continue. I hope not abusive relationship right there. I don't like it. All right. We're (laughs) out of time, everybody. Tonight, 90 straight minutes of myself and Vinny reviewing NXT and AEW. Everything you ever wanted to know about either show. Ratings will be up here on my Twitter at Brian Alvarez here very, very soon, so check those out. And that's it, everybody. want to thank you all for listening, everybody tuning in to twitch.tv slash F4W video for the first time. Try it again sometime. We appreciate it. And, of course, everybody at Byline listening to our replay and the Mightier 1090 AM. We'll talk to you next time, everybody. Wrestling Observer Live.